0: It's time. It's time. time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. And they have an offensive player. This has to be seen since, do you want to argue Carol Owens? Do you want to argue Jerry Rice? And what Christian McCaffrey is doing right now. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Purdy and his 20 of 21 performance? Or do you want to start with Christian McCaffrey, who, who definitely looks like the early leader for offensive player of the year and probably in the MVP conversation, where, where do you want to go? Where do we kick this off?
1: I, I'm going to say, let's start with Christian McCaffrey because the man had four touchdowns on Sunday. And, uh, since he's come, uh, over to the 49ers in what, uh, ESPN called a C minus trade, uh, There have been 18 games that he has played in and he has 21 touchdowns and 2,226 all purpose yards. It's just like you said. Yeah. And, and like you've said multiple times, if, if the league operated like the NBA, you know, they'd want to hop in a time machine and absolutely not allow that trade to happen. Not allow Christian McCaffrey to go to the San Francisco 49ers for a second a third, a fourth, and a 2024 fifth round pick. That's it. That is it. That is what they sent for the, in my eyes, front runner for NFL MVP through four weeks of the season. I I, love, I knew Christian McCaffrey was good. I loved him at Stanford. I knew that there was no chance that, that the 49ers were going to get him. Uh, when he came out. But I also knew that, that he was going to be a stud. I, I just, how am I, how could I have even thought to think that he would be this level of good? And the one thing that has impressed me more than anything is how powerful Christian McCaffrey is. I think you think of him as like almost like a third down back, right? Because of how good he is as a receiver and how well he you're like, no, this guy is a, a bowling ball with knives, like, he will run directly through your chest and he will send you flying. Uh, if if you aren't you know, if you aren't prepared to take on some punishment, and he's just so fun to watch. That hurdle was a thing of beauty. There's one picture floating around from an angle that was like the back, I would say, the back left corner of the end zone, so it's just a perfect shot of him, like, midair. As the Arizona defender is laying on the ground and his feet are up, and you know they asked him after the game, like, "Do you think about things like that?" And he's "No, it's just it's just instinctual." And it's like, and that's where you're like, they're just some dudes that are born with it. And Christian McCaffrey was yep. born with it, and it's it's just fun to watch.
0: You know, I'm, I, I think back to like you mentioned, ESPN gave it a, a C minus, and even at the time, you know, there's just a thought now with running backs that, that they don't make that much of a difference. Really. You, you can replace them. It's a quarterback league. It's a passing league. And I was definitely on team and I am still to to an extent team, you know, not pay running backs because, because they're replaceable, because they get hurt and, and all that stuff. But McCaffrey's really changed my tune on that. And I went back and looked when they made the trade for him, because there wasn't a lot of like, nobody thought this would happen. I think people thought he was going to be a good fit in Kyle Shannon's offense if, if you looked at it rationally, but nobody thought this would happen. And if you look back where McCaffrey was at the time, he was all-world in 2018 and in 2019. I and mean, the guy was phenomenal. 2019, he was coming off a year where he had 403 touches, 2,392 all-purpose yards and 19 touchdowns. I mean, that's just an all-time season. Then he plays three games in 2020 and just seven in 2021. And maybe you're thinking... 403 touches, 326 the year before. He's just he's just going to start to break down. He's just not going to be durable anymore. And then he comes through the next season, split with, with Carolina and San Francisco, and, and he plays every game in, and into the playoffs, too. He played 20 games that year. And knock on wood, this year, things keep going the way that they are. But like you said, you mentioned those numbers. It, it, it's unbelievable. He uh, broke Jerry Rice's record with now he's 13 straight touchdowns for a 49er. And I just think, like I said, we're seeing an all time 49er season happening before our eyes. The seasons that for maybe some of you weren't, weren't old enough to really watch rice in his prime. Those years that were like, wow, this is special. This is hall of fame type stuff. This is not only special to watch on the field. It's statistically special. He's probably going to win awards. Um, That's, that's what you're seeing right now with McCaffrey. He's the fourth player in the Super Bowl era with at least 70 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, 70 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown in a game, joining Sean Alexander, Clint Portis, and LaDalian Tomlinson. And he joins Emmett Smith, um, Arian Foster, um, is the only player since 1990 with a touchdown in 13 consecutive games, including the full season. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable stuff. And if you're a 49ers fan, sit back and watch it and enjoy it because it's, it's just going to be a legendary season. And and I think Kyle's Kyle team is like, he's like, all right, this is my favorite boy and I'm just going to keep using him and using him, and using him. And I want him, Kyle wants him to have an all time. year. You can tell just yeah. the way he's deploying him and what's he, he wants at the end of the season to look back and say, yeah, under my watch, this guy had this great season. And aren't the Shanahan's and McCaffrey's friends. Oh
1: yeah. Did I big make time. that up? No. Yeah. They're no, good friends, time.
0: right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure that has a lot to do with it too. He's got yeah, family friends. He's just, what was that?
1: Ed played for Mike.
0: Right. Okay. But I didn't yeah. know if they were, I thought I read somewhere they were like close friends. And I guess, I guess they are. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. They still That's are, probably yeah. part of it too. He's like, I'm going to hook my boy up. And it's it's just a, a joy to watch.
1: You know, and it's funny because we, we talk you talk about the, the record that he set. And I I just keep thinking, when is there going to be a game where he doesn't score a touchdown? Like, I can't, I like legitimately... When I bet it, think,
0: when I bet it, on fan FanDuel, he won't
1: score one. Well, and that's, yeah, so don't, <laughs> don't, and then he won't we'll have to worry about it. That streak will keep Never, going. not going to do but, it. But legitimately, like, again, we've said it before, this offense quite literally is designed around Christian McCaffrey and the running back position. It always has been about the running game, but it's even more about the running game now. And... I think one of the things that Kyle loves so much is just the way that quite literally he can fuck with the other defense just by lining guys up in different spots. Like there was at one point, there was a formation yesterday where it was Debo and use in the backfield. And I believe McCaffrey was lined up at inline tight end. And like, just because you could line all of those players up anywhere and they would succeed. And that's really what we talk about when we talk about positionless football, at least on the offensive side is any one of those players that trot out there in the, in the starting 11 being Debo, Iuke, Kittle, CMC, and use You can literally line up anywhere. You could line up Kittle and Debo in the backfield and have Ayuk split out wide and have McCaffrey in the slot and juice at tight end. And there's, No reason why they couldn't run a dope play from that because all of those guys can run incredible route trees and all of those guys can run with the football in their hand. And it's just, it's just, again, I I don't. So the Giants said, okay, well, let's blitz Brock Purdy. 87% of of his dropbacks. That didn't work. So then Arizona said, you know what? We're only going to blitz on 17% of your dropbacks. That didn't work, right? It's like, what what can you do? If you pick one thing to stop, Kyle Shanahan is going to spam the shit out of what you're not stopping. And he has a quarterback now, and we can move on to Brock now. And he has a quarterback now that he trusts implicitly to do whatever it is that Kyle is asking of him. and, And Brock rewards that trust game in and game out. And now we get to the point where he's twenty of twenty-one for two hundred and seventy-five yards. And uh, Benjamin Solak, uh, who I love on the Ringer, um, he's one of those guys where you look at him, you're like, "How does this guy know anything about football?" And then he opens his mouth, his mouth, and you're like, "Oh God, this guy knows more about football at you know twenty. I think he's like twenty-five. I don't know. He's super young, but yeah, I very smart. To his
0: podcast. He's good."
1: Yeah, I love Ben, but he tweeted something today about Purdy's um 20 of 21 performance and you know, he listed all of the performances that had I think it was like 85% or higher um completion percentage on 20 plus pass attempts. And of those, Brock Purdy leads with 20 of 21, which is 90 what was it 90 I don't know. Anyway, but not only did he lead, he also of that group had the highest yards per attempt at 8.2 yards. So it wasn't like he was, as he's been accused of, of doing dinking and dunking and throwing a ton of passes behind the line of scrimmage, like he did against the giants. Right. Why? Cause the, they weren't blitzing. Right. So Kyle Shanahan wasn't calling plays like that. And that's where, You know, that's where it's maddening to me a little bit when you start to get into this Brock Purdy conversation and is Brock Purdy a good quarterback? Is he not? I'm I'm so tired of it because it's like he operates the offense that he's in at a level that nobody else has underneath Kyle Shanahan. What else is he supposed to do, you know? And so, again, yesterday, 275 yards, 8.2 yards per attempt. That's almost every attempt went to the sticks or beyond. And I think it was two. I think he had two passes behind the line of scrimmage. One was to Christian McCaffrey, which ended up being McCaffrey's third rushing touchdown because it was a backwards pass. Then there was one more, and I don't remember who it was to. But yeah, this this offense, again, you're going to gear up to stop the run? Cool. Brock will pick you apart. You're gonna you're gonna make sure that, that purdy doesn't hurt you. Uh cool. That means that uh Christian McCaffrey is gonna run the ball down your throat. And yeah. it's just like again, pick your poison. And regardless of what happens, this team is sleepwalking to 30 every week.
0: Yeah. 30 plus again with Debo Samuel and George Kittle combining for one catch for nine yards. Like you said, pick your poison they can choose who they're going to be with that day in Purdy oh well before we get to Purdy I, I had one more McCaffrey stat I forgot to say
1: yeah
0: the only players in NFL history with 600 plus yards from scrimmage and seven plus touchdowns in the first four games of a season Jim Brown did it twice Emmitt Smith did it in 1995 in McCaffrey this year good company. special special special